Welcome to Tight Ends, a fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. As ever, I'm your co-host Fitz. I am Commissioner of the Anglo-Scot Fantasy Football League and GM of the Chilton Stallions. I'm joined by the regular, the ever-present, the stalwart of this pod, Mr. Ewan Fleming. How are you doing, Flem? I am good, mate. I am convinced I'm 95% like Cadbury's heroes at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> just, just been eating shit for days. Oh, um, no. But no, but no. Apart from that, I'm good, mate. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was good, thank you. Well, I, I got a, a, a 22 month old, so Christmas was all about him tearing into presents, and 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 likewise, like yourself, tearing into food that probably I'm regretting about, you know, a day oh, or two time. I'm already, I'm already regretting. It. I mean, if you could see me, I know we don't do it on YouTube or anything, but I mean, I've not shaved in about four days. It's ten o'clock on Thursday morning just now. I am still wearing my pajamas, and nice. I may not, I may not get out of them because I don't give a shit. So you're in that beautiful stage of life where your your boy is old enough to dress himself, wipe his own ass. I'm yep. not there yet, so I've got to get up at six thirty, seven o'clock each morning to go and do that for him. Yeah. So no, no, he's next door playing FIFA. Everyone is happy. Oh, happy days, my friend. Um, <laughs> let's let's address the elephant in the room. Unusual for us, two of us on the pod this week, not three, yeah. not four. Yeah, um, yeah, just the two of us. So if you've listened to our pod before, you'll know sometimes we have some of the other GMs from the uh, Anglo-Scott Fantasy Football League on. Lino's a regular, Broadwood, Steve, Barry, uh, Paul. Um, Nick's been, uh, Nick's been on once. <laughs> yeah, Nick's been on once. We kind of, yeah, he's there, but he's out playing golf probably on a sunny day like today. Exactly. But um, it's Christmas time, so it's just us two, uh, Sados. Um, just the two of us. We, we can make it a fit. Yeah, and the fact that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's dive in, as ever, to our first segment. What three things? So, Fleming, the floor's yours, man. You hit us with the first one this week. What's what's got you tripping? Thanks, man. I can only start off with the big story of the week, and it is the continuing shit show that is the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm, I'm gonna lead it off real fast for you guys. Lead. Um, just, I think first of all, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, devastated by Coach Hackett because I think he's an amazing man, amazing teacher, amazing father. Just watching him with his kids and what he's been on to do and how he's taught the game for us. Um, you know, this season has been uh, a season that we never thought was going to happen the way it did. Um, and uh, he was a guy that spent all his time, all of his effort um, into us as, as players, as staff members, everybody coaches as well. And so I think that he um, <clears throat> he's going to be an amazing coach. Um, he's one of the brighter minds I've been around. And um, <clears throat> I think also, too, you know, it's been a crazy season, tons of injuries, tons of everything else. But the reality is, is that, you know, I, I wish I could have played better for him, too. You know, I wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played, you know, I've always played at and know, know how to play at. So, um, I mean, that's Russell Wilson that's trying to give as many excuses as he possibly can. Wow. I know. But, wow. I mean, the, 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 the Broncos are, as I said, an absolute shit show. I mean, yep. this, the, the game against the Rams was a new low. If you were a Rams fan on Christmas Day, sitting down after your turkey <laughs> and seeing 
let's be honest, what has been a really bad Rams team this season. Hammer. Absolutely hammer the Broncos. Was it 51-14, mm. was it? Yep, yep 51-14. And, and, and to be honest, that, that scoreline actually doesn't even reflect just how dominant they were as well, to be honest. No. You know, the, the Denver were, were ruddyless. Oh, sorry, were rudderless. Um, the amount of money that they have put into Russell Wilson, the amount of picks they have put aside for Russell Wilson, yep. um, the, the coaching staff had no corrective buttons to press. They were all over the place. And the team were just blowing up around them. You know, you've probably seen footage of, you know, all the offensive line going mental and the defense just, just, just absolutely at odds with each other. Hackett's gone. They've never recovered post-Manning, let's be brutally honest. What next for the Denver Broncos? I just, I, I was thinking back to, I saw that score and you, you've hit it on the head and I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you. Like It's just an absolute clusterfuck, right? And it's a mess. I I remember back, I was thinking to myself, oh, I remember back before uh, our fantasy draft. Yeah. And I was I was contemplating picking up Wilson. I was thinking, oh, they'll... And all the talk before the season, or oh, they've got an outside shot. The, it's going to be a tough division, the AFC West. And and I was thinking, oh, he'll drop down a little bit, and maybe I'll sneak sneakily pick him up, and he'll be he'll be like sneaky good, you know, kind of Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and a yeah, good yeah. run game. Where's it gone? Uh, I mean, it's just and and you've got you've got to wonder how much of it is on Wilson because well, he's clearly. Like he's a controversial character, as yeah. we all know. You know, he's, he's yeah. a real controversial character. And yeah, look, he's won a bowl with the Seahawks, but you know that aside, nobody seems to like him in Denver. Do you think? I don't think so. You think? I mean, you think? It, do you think they don't like? What makes you think they don't like him? Well, I mean, you sent me the footage of I can't remember who it was, but the, but the on the sidelines. Oh yeah, the punch they're up. going absolutely fucking mental. You know, absolutely mental. And that's not the kind of thing, yeah, okay, look, they were getting hammered and of course there was frustrations coming out and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't it didn't look to me like it was a frustration that was happening over one game. You know, this was a frustration that's coming up over will you do something about it? Yeah. You're our big money quarterback who's screwed us all the draft picks and has mm. absolutely ruined our salary cap. You do something about it. Yeah. Um which could be a coaching issue, could could be whatever, but there, there's something seriously wrong. And it, mm, I don't know, man. It's, 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 we've talked about it on the pod before. I think Barry was on the pod previously mm. talking about Wilson and the value and is he worth it. Um, and we've also talked before on the pod about firing coaches before before that. What do they call it? Black Monday after the yeah. regular season ends. And yeah. there's a few teams that are starting to get into a habit of just, you know, going knee-jerk, get rid of the coach. You know, we've, we've seen it with the Colts this year. We've seen it with Jeff Saturday coming in. We've seen it with the Broncos, you know, uh, now Hackett. Yeah. Uh, and, and your question's really pertinent. Is it, how much of it's Wilson? How much of it's coaching? How much of it's the offense? How much of it's the head coach? How much of it's the GM picking the right or wrong players? Well, new owners as well. You know, the new owners are just, you know, in the door, aren't they? And paid... How much did they pay for like four and a half billion or something? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, you know. But they they were they were already they'd already owned the team before they gave Wilson his big money extension, so they can't claim previous regime. Yeah, yeah the previous regime came in and traded away what was it? Multiple first round picks, wasn't it? It was a twenty two first rounder, a twenty two yeah. second rounder, a twenty three first, a twenty three second. It was a couple of others and then a bunch of players, wasn't it? Like yeah. 
So that was done pre new owners. They bring him in, they bring in Hackett. Like I, I was listening to um Mike Florio the other day on Pro Football Talk and he was yeah. saying about um uh, what was he saying? He was saying, Oh, did they bring in Hackett to try and tempt Rogers over? You know? Mm, yeah. Is is it kind of we wanted Rogers, but we ended up with Wilson. We ended up with Wilson. And and I, I think I have mulling that I'm thinking no, well, I mean, bit... if, if that if that was his one job, then he's obviously failed, and and they've let him go because of it. But like, mm. let let let's let's before we move on, you know, straight facts. That's seven seasons in a row they've missed the playoffs. Yeah, six straight losing campaigns where they've lost more than they've won. Um, they don't seem to have a culture, and the chat is that it's going to be Peyton Manning that's going to come in and. Ride on Ooh. the white horse and run the football side of things, and really, that's what I've heard. I mean, what have they got to lose? Really, he's not doing much. So I've, I'd, I'd read it was Sean Payton who might be coming in. Oh. So I mean, either way, you've got to come in. I think the ultimate big, the big, big question around this mess has got to be: Would you do Wilson? Yeah. Do you keep him? The expensive quarterback. You've made the trade. You've spent the picks you're spending the money do you look at it and go yeah it was Hackett it was a regime it was a coaching like you say bring in Peyton Man and bring in Sean Payton bring in someone who come in bring in some of his old coaches from when he was a Seahawks um, mm. success story or do you rip the band-aid off and just find a way to get rid of Wilson because it's just too expensive to have someone so poor it'll be interesting to see what way do you think it's going to go uh, I knew you were going to ask me that I was going to try and move on <laughs> I think they'll hold on to him uh, I, I think it would be like they've got rid of the head coach. I think to get rid of the head coach and your apparent new franchise quarterback yeah. is probably an admission of failure too far. Yeah. Um, they got rid of the head coach. Let's see what a new coach does with a new regime in the, and and, um, and and take it from there. And then if it's still a shit show next year, it may well be that they have to rip off the band-aid then. I think you're right because they've kept yeah. the GM right. They didn't get rid yeah. of him, so yeah. they've got rid. So I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, what yeah, far cry from when Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl for them. That it is. That it is. Sad right. days. What's it? I mean, everyone's talking about it. It's a shit show. Let's keep watching it because it's <laughs> it's fun to watch. You know, it is because we don't we don't give a shit about them. We don't you give know? a shit. It's not. I've, our been, team. I've been I've been to Denver once. It's an absolute hole. So you know. <laughs> Okay. And there you have it, folks. Denver's <laughs> a whole Fleming's travel tourism TripAdvisor rating one star. Um, that's a good one, man. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good first thing. It's definitely got you tripping. Um, <laughs> let's dive into my one this week. Tuba Hubbard starts in the backfield. Chenault in motion. Hubbard gets the carry with a lot of running room. Tuba Hubbard. All the way up to midfield before he was dragged down from behind. Now first and 15. Hubbard straight ahead and through. Back-to-back big-time runs from Chuba Hubbard inside the 20. And safety, the rookie safety, Kirby Joseph. Our third different back for the Panthers on this opening drive. Raheem Blackshear as Darnold keeps flips to Blackshear. Headed to the end zone and in for a pass. Touchdown! What a start for the home team. First round draft picks. Currently on this Carolina Panthers. Can they? Oh, can they make the playoffs? Oh, this is. 
Come on, right? But, you got to. I, you, we, we always talk in this first segment about NFL type stuff. Yeah, there's a flavor of fantasy in here, right? Mm-hmm. And and you you get to the you know whether you're still in your playoffs or in your fantasy leagues and you're still going. And most people are in their finals this weekend coming up. You're looking at players who might a be playing and b might be playing for something meaningful beyond you know just seeing out the rest of the season. Yeah, and you look at the Carolina Panthers, who let's be frank steamrolled over the Detroit Lions who've been playing so well recently yeah. with their run game. Can they can they do it? Well, look, we've talked before in this pod about the NFC South and how much of an absolute farce it is. Uh, and, and all the teams in the NFC South have got losing records just now. Um, they're putting together great run results. You know, they, they, they really are. Uh, and you're right, the running game's great. You know, we, we, saw, we saw Hubbard there who's been a, a real fine DJ Moore as well, you know, and the wide receiver has been you know, really good. What were they going to do post McCaffrey? They've not missed him that no. much. No, not at all. I, I, don't know, I, would say, I would say not at all. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at last week. Look at last I, week's running performance. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Are they, would they be in a different position with, without McCaffrey? Well, with McCaffrey, probably not. I've always had a soft spot for Carolina. I really have done. I was a big Cam Newton fan mm. uh, years back. Um. Uh, so, so you know, I always followed him, and so I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Carolina. Why? Why? Why do you like Cam Newton? Is it was it the hats at the press conferences? Was it? It was the hats at the press conference, and <laughs> and, 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 and look, what it was was you know, when I was just getting into the game, which was really kind of about when he was, was he, he was number one draft pick, wasn't he? I think yeah. he was definitely first round, but he was, yeah, he was number yeah, one draft pick. I think so. Um, and it was really that was kind of when I was getting back into my NFL, and just to see a quarterback who was so comfortable on the ground running, you know, I loved his running game. Um, it was just a really exciting QB for me, so uh, that's why I, I always loved kind of watching the Panthers and, and, and loved following Newton. Um, the, the matches they've got left, I mean, who have they got left? They've got they've got the well, they've, they've, they've got, got the Tampa Bay next. Yeah, it's exactly. the big one, yeah, on, on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, the two home games though. So it's home home to the Bucks and home to the Saints. Is it? I thought it was away at Bucks. Or is it? Maybe I'm, oh, maybe I'm do you know what? Do you know what it is? I'm looking. I'm looking at it on the internet, and I'm assuming that it's oh. And I'm assuming that it's the uh, American way of <laughs> they've done it. It will be the, will be the only. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, I mean they've got they've got the Bucks and they've got the Saints. Yeah. Um, you're right. This weekend, New Year's Day is obviously vital uh, yeah. in deciding really who gets the playoff place. I mean, it's 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 an all or nothing. Panthers have to win it because they're a game behind. So so they have to win it and then do something against the Saints as well. Do, do you not do you not love the story? I love the kind of. The, and it goes links to our last story, right? And the last thing that got us tripping, the, they got rid of Matt Rule midway yeah. through the season. You're right. They dropped McCaffrey. didn't drop McCaffrey. They traded him for a bunch of picks to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, rebuild, rebuild, just get through the season. And and the turnaround, you know, they, they've they had a chop and change, chop and change at quarterback. Then they got rid of Baker. Yeah. Uh, and, and now they've got Sam Darnold, who, who seems to be doing okay. Um, the running game we talked about, the defense, right? I, yeah. I, I'm secretly, I'm, I mean, I've got one of the defenders, Brian Burns, is one of my deals. I love Brian Burns. Yeah. Now and again, blows up with like a bunch of points and gets some sacks and 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 there's not many other people on that defense on the defensive line do much. But I, you look and you just go to your point. I think some people have a soft spot for them, like you do, for past reasons. I think for current reasons, I just like maybe it's a British thing, and British listeners might connect with us a little bit. It's something about us in, in the UK where we we do often 
like an underdog story or something yeah. like a, a scrappy kind of, you know, upstart kind of coming through and winning a game or winning a match. And, and for them to make the playoffs at the expense of Brady, you know. It would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, with a with an interim head coach, with Sam yeah. Donald at quarterback, with 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 a, with, a, with a season that's meant to be about rebuilding and just getting through it because they've lost their franchise player. And look, if if they do this and with the with the draft picks that they've got coming up, I mean, they could build something really quite special over the next couple of years. Yeah, they really yeah. could. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you're I right. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. You know, soft spot for them. Would really love to see them get in ahead of good ahead of Brady uh, and the Bucks, who bore the life out of me. It would really shake it up a bit. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, do you, I mean, the, the one question for me, for you, with this thing that's got me tripping, is, is very much kind of, because they made that change midway through the season uh, and they brought in Steve Wilkes to kind of be an interim, has mm-hmm. he done enough to earn the job for you? Well, I mean, what's been the difference since he's come in? Well, nine day, isn't it? Exactly. So so, so to me, it's an, it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, for for someone, and 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 it's, and it's not just performances. It seems to be ethos. It seems to be culture in the place as well. Yeah, you know, which you know, going back to the Broncos is something which they just don't have, quite frankly. Or at least if they do have a culture, it's a fucking toxic one. Yeah. So, um, you know, they they, they seem to have that all in it together culture. I think it would be insanity to try and break that up just now. Go with them. Use the draft picks that you've got. Um, work closely with your GM, you know, provided there's a good relationship there. Uh, and as I say, there, there could be something relatively special in the next two to three years at Carolina. Well, he, it's, I think you're right. It could be special. Matt Rule was like eleven and what was it, twenty six, twenty seven in mm-hmm. his three years. Yeah, as a record, that's all for right. All for yeah, record, of course, three, three years. Wilkes has come in and steadied, steadied the ship. It's, I think he's on five and five. In his ten games, right? Which is okay. You you want to that or better, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder how much. Um, I just wonder how much the 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 next two games will really determine whether he wins. If you get in the playoffs, you can't see how they would not keep him. I suppose. Of course not. But if they don't get the playoffs, but still end up with a five hundred record in his time in charge, I'd still keep him. The t- the players seem to be playing for him, don't they? Exactly. Exactly, and you don't want to wreck that kind of relationship. I mean, that's that's something as a fantasy manager you always want. You want your players playing for you. You want <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. Why did I put, why did I pick you, Miles Sanders? And then he goes and tweets that he doesn't give an f about my fantasy team. He's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's right. see what happens. I, I, yeah. I think we're both on the side of let's hope they get in at the expense of the Bucks. So, I really um, hope so. Big weekend this weekend for them. It is indeed. Right. Shall okay. I do my last? Shall I do my last thing? I've got a double yeah. this week. Go for it. Um, it's this guy. So the Pro Bowler from the Bills and the Vikings. Third and five. Heineke in trouble again. He's able to escape. Keeps the play alive. Runs for the first down. Dies with the pylon. Is he in? Is he in? Yes. Touchdown. What a play by Heineke. I mean, that's actually a clip from last season, but it was a brilliant, brilliant play. I don't know if you remember seeing that diving touchdown that Tyler Heineke scored. But the 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 one thing which is kind of our final thing for this week is Washington. Because we've not talked about Washington at all no. on this pod. Um, and I think the reason is they're just kind of meh. Uh, I've always thought, you know, apart from the 1980s, Washington are a bit of a meh team, if I'm being honest. But, you know, we made the news this week with uh, Ron Rivera. 
coming in with a playoff berth at stake and saying, um, right, who's my who's my QB going to be? Uh, and he said it's Wentz above Heineke. Um, Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, how how boring a choice is that? Quite frankly, okay. Wentz is your traditional six foot four, six foot five, whatever it is, passer, you know, strong arm, athletic jock type guy. Um, whereas I think Tyler Heineke, and that's why I picked that that clip, gives you something a bit different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, I saw a great article this week. I think it was in the Athletic, which is a brilliant um, journal. You know, if, if anybody reads it online, um, which which had the great title of for Tyler Heineke is good enough, good enough. And I think, <laughs> and I think that kind of says it all about the commanders as a whole, to be brutally honest. Yeah. And they're kind of saying, look, Heineke, yeah, he's been good enough, but is that good enough? And more to the point, is it good enough? Is is that good enough? Bad enough? To have you replaced by Carson Wentz, mm. right? They're in the playoff hunt. Mm. They've got yeah. they've got the Cowboys and the Browns are the last two matches at both at home. Okay, um, probably need to win both. Possibly one might be good enough because they're I think they're seventh seed at the moment to, to get in the wild card. Yeah. Um. So so they're there thereabouts. One might be enough. So you've got to look at the Browns particularly as a as a as a chance to get that. Um. But to to do that and to kind of rip it up and, and put Wentz in, I think is a really dangerous choice. It's it's yeah, it's dangerous. You're a Bills fan. I'm a Niners fan. If you had Heineke as your quarterback or Wentz, you'd probably go Heineke, right? Yeah. But you wouldn't be happy with it either long term. Oh no, it's not a long term choice. But again. If you're two matches out from the playoffs, not guaranteed. Yeah, but again, well, it's 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 again bringing back to fantasy in a strange way. It's again you it's you pick someone you think oh, they're going to get me 15 points as a QB. They're not going to, or do you put in that person who might get you 30, but they also yeah. might get you five. Yeah, he's got a higher he's got a higher ceiling, but high ceiling, lower floor. Heineke might throw a couple of picks. Equally, might throw a couple of bombs to McLaurin or Dotson or yeah. yeah. I, I think it's. I saw the because as a Niners fan, I saw the game when they played the Niners um, recently, and they again they've got a strong D line. They look, you know, robust-ish on that side, um, and then that's the game when they swapped over, and then Heineke was having a go at the coach, wasn't he? And on the yeah. sideline, I think I saw a clip of him screaming at Rivera, uh, and I kind of understand if I was a fan. I, I don't. How can you be a fan? unless you live there, right? How can you be a fan of the commanders? Oh, like, I mean, I mean, they're just. But the thing is, even if you lived there, you know, as we know, they're not even bloody. You know, they're not even I, in Washington. No, they're not even in Washington. Daniel Snyder's trying to sell. I think he's trying to sell the team. They're another. They're a team. The opposite of like what we just talked about with the Panthers. They're a team which are you can't really like or get. But I like Rivera. Rivera Ron. I like the story. He like fought back against. Um, he, had, uh, he had cancer, didn't he, last year or something? And he came yeah, back yeah, from yeah. that, which is, I think, great. It's a great little story. There's some players on that team which you, are quite likable, but the the team itself, the it's ownership, meh. It's it's absolute meh. Meh. Yeah. If there's a meh team, 
Yeah, commanders would be up there, wouldn't they? And yep. and it's kind of and the, and their decision around quarterback is meh. Totally. Oh, meh, oh, what? Uh, so yeah, literally, literally, my last thing of this week is mediocrity. <laughs> That's what mediocrity. it's all about. Yeah, can you, if they get into the playoffs, they won't be around for much, you know, very long. And if they don't, no one will care. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit. There there's, a few, there's a few teams in our fantasy league a bit like that, really, aren't there? <laughs> they, they are the by fleet sharks of the NFL. <laughs> Nick Walters by fleet sharks. Um, okay, well, on that meh point, uh, three interesting overlapping things this week, my friend. Um, that's uh, let's dive into the results and move on to our next segment. Will do. Okay, so big I, week. Let me, oh, yeah, let me yeah, jump in. Yeah, 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 Hold yeah, on, yeah. let me jump in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that song on the radio the other day, and I found and you're, myself. I you're found disappointed myself, in the three. I was no, I, I was saying a three at the right point. I was like <laughs> three. On <laughs> my other half, I was like, "What are you doing?" Uh, Sorry, got no idea. They've got no idea, do they? No. Um, brilliant. On that point, it's fantasy football semi-final weekend. Shall we find out what happened? Let's I mean, do we, it. I mean, we know, don't we? Oh, we know. Oh, oh we know. Oh, we, we know. know. We know all too well. So, as we say, it was week 16, which is semi-final weekend for the ASFL Fantasy League. Uh, the first semi-final was Fitz's Chilton Stallions against Paul Radden's Essex Musketeers. Absolute battering here, mate, wasn't it? I... Uh, Stallions, <laughs> Stallions gallop towards the fantasy final, uh, beating the Musketeers 217 points to 155 points. Uh, the other semi-final was the big one, Scotland against Scotland. The number one seeds, the league leaders, Barry's Bears Den Grizzlies, against my Benali Ballbags, who sneaked in to the playoffs for the second week in a row. I'm the highest scorers in the league. 257 points to 231 points, wow. which means in the final, it's a pod final. Pod final. Fits and the Chilton Stallions against me and my Benali Ballbags. How good does that feel? I... Oh, I, I um, in weirdly, I, <laughs> weirdly, I uh, I can't think of the words I'm trying to get uh, communicate here. What's wrong with me? Um, I haven't even had a drink today. Um, <laughs> which I, it usually makes me more entertaining. Um, I it felt great as mm-hmm. it always does. You get into. I think it means if you have a different. Some people play with multiple leagues, and you some people just play one league in fantasy. I I always play two leagues each year. Our league. And then I always pick a random one off the NFL website uh, a couple of days before ours just to get my warm up my draft muscles, you know, get into that. Yep. And in 11 years of playing other leagues, uh, I've won two of them in uh, two in 10. This would be my third one. And I'm in my other final this year. So I'm in my third non ASFL final. And the difference in feeling is uh, it's a chasm. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, I'm in the other league final. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was the best team in that league. I'm like 11 and whatever record. And Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, I hope I win that. This is different. This yeah. is to get through. Um, I'm more excited about being in the final than I am about winning my semi, which uh, how do you feel though? Because I, I, I suspect you're more balanced because of who you beat and how you beat them. Um, I am, look, three or four weeks ago, we were on this pod and I was having an absolute epi because I had lost six <laughs> in a row. Yes. And suddenly was almost not about to make the playoffs. Yep. And then in two weeks, of course, I scored 270 and 257 um, to absolutely blast it into the final. Yeah. Um, and I beat Barry. Top of the league, Barry. Top of the league, Barry. Who still, who still scored 231 points, which is a fucking good score. That's a really good score. Uh, yeah. And I've scored 257. So literally, you've not been able to wipe the smile from my face. It's, it's, it's been, yeah. as you would say, lovely stuff. Oh, that is that is lovely stuff. You've got to, you've got to look at it and think, this is why you do fantasy. Oh, it is. You do it for these I'm, moments. I'm, I'm unlike you. I only play one league. This is the one. This is the only one that matters to me. Oh yeah, oh, no, I I hundred percent. I'm with you. This is the only one that matters. Yeah. Um, uh, I was looking back. I mean, we'll go into the matchups. I'm sure you'll walk us through them in a minute. But I look back in our history of our league. This is our eleventh year. We've had ten previous seasons. Mm-hmm. You and I have won two championships each. Um, we've both been in seven finals each. Yeah. This will be our eighth final in eleven years. In the two finals you've won, you've beaten me. In the two finals I've won, I've beaten you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a big one, isn't it? It's, it's, it, someone might say, because we've done most of the pods between us this year yeah. in our little experiments here, if we enjoy this and if it, you know, if we make something of this, it's almost like we've written a script. Oh yeah, it would be you two that make it into the final. Kind of. <laughs> rather than rather than Nick Walters by Fleet Shocks, Nick's appeared on one or two pods, or and he's know, going like, "I don't know what a waiver is." Yeah. What's a waiver? And he sneaks in or something. Um, yeah. But let let before we touch the matchups, what yep. was your end of season regular season record? Oh, um, I was six and eight. Six and eight. Yeah. Okay. Now that, this is the bit where people and people listening probably do play. I, fantasy, I, I right? came. I came via the NFC South. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're pretty much the NFC South team you're the Panthers yep. of this league at the moment you've hit a bit of form type thing haven't you like it's mm-hmm. it's you look at the standings Grizzlies top 12 and 2 12 and 2 12 and 2 top scoring team this season with over 3,000 points and uh, he won five games uh, the last five games of the regular season had a bye week then played you and got knocked out like, it's 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 so hard, and and my heart honestly bleeds for it. Yeah. Um. In the same does way, it? no, of course it fucking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd, be, he'd be delighted. He'd be delighted as am I. Well, let's let's start. Look, look man. Should we go, go to the first match? Let's do it. Okay. Let's go into your match, shall we? Um, the okay. Stallions against the Essex Musketeers. As I say, it it wasn't really close. No. Two hundred sixteen points against one hundred fifty four. Paul. Uh, did really well to get to this point. I think it's fair to say, yeah. um, but uh, it, you know, I, th- I think his entire week was was absolutely summed up by the fact that his kicker Nick Folk scored minus four points. <laughs> well, he he'd, he he said something on a pod previously that came back to bite him in the ass, which was 
uh, I can't remember which pod it was now, but he was saying on, I remember, very remember this quite vividly about how he plans his draft, thinking about bye weeks and thinking about, you know, the end of the season. And he rolled up to this game and he had no waivers left. Yeah. So for people who don't know, we have a cap on our waivers. So you can have uh, up to three a week. And um, I think it's about 36 or 34 a year or something like that. It's like, you know, averages out that you can roughly do two a week, but you can use up to three if you want to on any given week. And he'd use all his, all his up. Yep. And his excuse to me, uh, he popped over mine at Boxing Day and, uh, you know, he's, he's my stepbrother and we had, a, we had a little chat about it. And he was like, yeah, I just, you know, after last year's debacle to get six and eight and sneak into the playoffs in six spot was more than enough. And, you know, he won his wild card round against the Wolfpack last week and he was delighted with that and he was just all that kind of stuff. Um, but he made that massive mistake. Yeah. Don't don't leave yourself short because then you get to the semi and he's got no waivers left. He's got players Volk was kicking in that awful weather in New England, yeah. missing field goals left and right, and uh, extra, extra points. points. Well, yeah. You're missing extra points, getting minus points for him. Yeah. And he had players blame for him who had no, they had no right being in a fantasy lineup. Well, Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, the windiest game. The windiest game last last week. Cleveland uh, playing the Saints. They, yeah. they weren't throwing at and, all. And, and you've got and you've got your and you've got their WR two. You've not even got their like their their main one. Yeah, and he, he scored him two point seven points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nobody I turned mean, up. Dobbins, Dobbins scored him five point nine. Juju yeah. scored him five point seven. Mark Andrews, who has just fallen off the cliff as far as fantasy goes, what's no, happened to Andrews? Yeah, I mean he should have been a you know he's, he's always been a number one tight end choice. Up uh, there with Kelchi, yeah, seven point five. He's he a like, a sixty plus point battering, great, lovely stuff. More importantly, for me personally, I didn't get, I didn't have him come to my house on Boxing Day. <laughs> having having you know we still had a game or two to go but if he'd have turned up and had beaten me or looked like he was going to beat me i would have not been happy so yeah. it was nice to host him and welcome his family and feed them for the day and rub it in a bit on the dog walk that we took and uh yeah he's he's zero and five against me over two years he's been in our league two years he's zero and five no one else in our league has an O and something record against another team apart from him and me yeah Everyone else has beaten someone at least once. Exactly. The Mouseketeers can't beat the Stallions. So, um, yeah, it was a nice... Uh, someone else in the league said it was a bye week. Um, and it, I, At the end of the day, it did feel like that. And it was a bit of a... It was a, you know, a nice warm glow to my boxing days. He came over. But, yeah. Excellent. I am glad to hear it. I am glad to hear it. Listen, we'll talk about him in the final in a wee bit. But let's quickly go into my semi-final, shall we? Um, against the Bears, then Grizzlies. And as I say, I came out victorious 257 points to 231 points this was a much although Luke I ended up winning by what 27 points this was actually a lot closer uh, than than it actually seemed um uh, Thursday evening um you know had a great start I had uh T Higgins mm-hmm. um who started off with like 28 points for me and you know quite I had I had 46 points by by the end of Thursday it absolutely racked it up to begin with uh, and on Sunday at one point um I was projected to win by 39 points and then 2 hours later I was projected to win by 2 points it was absolute going all over the place you know Kelchi scored a touchdown and then Lawrence threw one and then uh, Josh Allen threw one and then uh, Saquon Barkley came back for me and scored one. I mean, it was absolutely, I was watching Red Zone going absolutely insane because just when I think I was pulling away, um, lo and behold, 
you know, he pulls one back and then, you know, Kelty scored, but then Kelty scored and took one up to the three yard line. And then McKinnon for me ran it in. And I was just like, it was, it was absolutely infuriating. Um, until um, the later match on Sunday, where I seemed to pull away. And then by Monday, it was, there was just too big a, too big a gap to, to get it back. So, listen, Barry was very graceful over WhatsApp. Um, you know, in his words, there was nothing more that he could do uh, in order to beat me, put out his best possible team. Uh, and it just so happened that Luke I had Barkley scoring 27, Higgins scoring 28, Justin Jefferson, my absolute god, scoring 32, Evan Ingram. I can, I can, I can absolutely die happily with my Travis Etienne balls up now because I picked up Evan Ingram, um, who's just been an absolute <laughs> god uh, at tight end. You know, another another 19 points there, and you know Trevor Lawrence as well doing the business. So. Um, delighted. My players seem to be hitting form at the right time. Mm. Good matchups. Um, good yep. matchups coming up. I'm mm. looking at the games they've got this week as well. Most of them are in contention for something, so are going to be there yep. or thereabouts. Yeah, I've got a couple of questionables which I need to keep my eye on. Oh, but okay. yeah, but I am delighted. Absolutely delighted. I never thought I'd be here. So any, I was going to say anything else as a bonus, but I'm lying. I absolutely want to batter you. Yeah. Well, no, you crushed you in a final. You don't want to. You don't. You don't want to come all this way and then, you know, get to the dance and, you know, just about to board the ship and and then it all falls apart on the gangway. Exactly. So exactly. Um, so this week hmm. coming up, hmm. um, I tell you what we'll do. First of all, we will do uh, the roundup of all the matches because this week it's not just us. There are other matches. So let's have a quick <laughs> rundown uh, as to what these matches are. As I say, it may well be finals week, but every team in the SFL is involved this week as they play for final positions in the championship bracket. So we have the bottom of the table, the Spoon Bowl, uh, the Ockengain Alligators against the Reading Renegades, seventh against eighth. Looking for that fifth place, we've got the fourth and fifth place playoffs, uh, which is the Byfleet Sharks against the OBS Wolfpack. The bronze medal is up for grabs in the third, fourth playoff which is the Bears, Den Grizzlies against the Essex Musketeers. But in reality, there's only one match that matters match. this week. The championship match, the pod final, the OGs going at it, mano a mano, head to head. The Benali Bobags in their final ever match in existence. You know, let's get that straight as well, because oh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the franchise changes next year. So the Benali Bobags in their final ever match, looking to go out on a high against Fitz's. Chiltern Stallions. So, what we're going to do this week, in fact, we've already started it, haven't we, Fitz? We're doing a kind of diary about yeah. how we're doing day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. uh, for next week's pod. Uh, we will be doing it kind of reactions as time goes on, uh, watching Red Zone. Um, you know, New Year's Day is not going to matter to us today, quite frankly, because there's only one thing that matters to us, and that is sitting down, watching Red Zone from 6pm UK time, and mm. um, to get to the witching hour to see who's going to walk away with their third bowl. Initial thoughts, how are you feeling? <laughs> I, I'm a bit worried because, not not um, because of the matchup, but I looked at the games this week and Monday night football is Cincinnati versus Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday morning, 
for us like Tuesday at one o'clock in the morning or something like that. Yeah. So it will be uh, my first day back at work, Tuesday the third, waking up to find out whether we who's won. I mean, we might already know by then anyway because someone's team might have fell, fell apart or something. Yeah. But I've got in my lineup if I choose them, which I have done pretty consistently, uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Stefan Stefan Diggs, and uh, I have had the kick at first, you know, I've just got rid of. But I've got three, that's three, two receivers and my quarterback playing Monday Night Football. And I've got, so, T, I've got T Higgins. And you've got T Higgins. Your other so, wide receiver. So I'm going to be behind you in all likelihood going into Monday Night Football. Uh, unless unless you blow the doors off it and a miles ahead or or if I'm somehow or, yeah. already ahead somehow and you you, you know so I tell, you what's go- I tell you what's going to happen is uh, on Sunday evening I'm going to do a Donald Trump uh, <laughs> I'm going to come on board and say that I'm winning and just announce victory stop the count <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I, I normally I, you and I the last time you won the title you had Kamara score I don't know, five touchdowns or something stupid like yeah, that yeah. on Christmas Day before most of the other games were playing on Boxing Day. And it was clear you were, you'd won the matchup before anyone on my team had even touched the ball, um, yeah. which is a bit disappointing. But um, so it's the kind of reverse of that now, potentially, with three big players for me playing on that uh, versus yeah. one of yours. So it's, there's a, it, I'll enjoy Red Zone and, games uh, on New Year's Day but if it's competitive I can't I, and I've got to go to work on on Tuesday uh, on the 3rd I don't ah, you, see, you should live in Scotland where we get it as a bank holiday so it's all good uh, either way no, you can watch it so I can, I, I'm yeah, going to be I can, a, I, can stay, I can stay up all night I'm probably going to have and if it's competitive between you and me I'm probably going to have to stay up and watch it and then just yeah. try and live on three hours sleep or something and look listen we'll, 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 we'll leave it in a second because we don't want to give too much away but all I would yeah. say is I'm happy, and I'm happy with my matchups this week as well. Because okay. uh, okay. I've got I've got Lawrence and I've got Ingram, who've been brilliant for me for Jacksonville. They're mm-hmm. playing they're playing the Texans. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I've got McCaffrey, and I've got the 49ers defense. They're playing the Raiders. They're playing really well. Yep. I've just picked up Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. If he is fit, looks like he could be. He's, go- he's going in as well because mm. they're, because they're playing the Raiders. Yep. Jefferson's up against the Packers. I'm liking my matchups. Yeah. Um so yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But your and your predicted and we all know NFL.com projections are absolute trash. Yeah. But I think in the moment you're project, projected to beat me by about fourteen. I am projected um, at the moment projected 163 to 177. There you go. But I the one the one thing I hold on to is Marcus Jones. Mm-hmm. So the D B we talked about it last week on the pod, Paul yep. mentioned it. He's a defensive back. We have IDPs in our league, but we also give points for return yards. He returns punts. He returns kicks. Uh, and he plays randomly. He played a couple of offensive snaps last week. So I'm like, and he's projected to get one point by according to NFL.com. And I'm like, but also, wow. but also, but also have you read his injury designation? Yeah, he's a... He's got a concussion. Yeah. So he might be out completely. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll see. Like- going to be interesting we will do our um diaries throughout the week so we can use them next week do you know what mate i'll say it now good luck yeah good luck hope you get fucked
Championship weekend. We've got to touch on AAB. We've got a few things, actually, this week. Um, yeah, time is slightly against us, but we will rush on by. We'll rush through. Um, first things first, we talked about the semi-final. Mm-hmm. And you, anyone who plays fantasy has got this, especially if you've got a Discord or WhatsApp group and, and people look at their matchups and they lose and they get knocked out. And it's, oh, well, you know, so, so lovely. Some people look and they... Um, they kind of review kind of, oh, I could have played a different quarterback. I could have played a different receiver. Um, on our WhatsApp group chat, the Grizzlies, Barry Rankin said, oh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. Fleming had a great week. You did. Fleming scored a ton of points. Uh, Barry scored the second highest that week. Unfortunately, got knocked out for him against the high scoring team. Didn't think he could do anything. Um, and I just wanted to touch on this because I was asked by other members of the league, is that true as commissioner? And I just want to review and say, well, I'm afraid the best thing Grizzlies could have made the final. They could have beaten your ball bags. How could they have done that? Bit? Well, they were 26.1, they're 26.18 points behind you. Mm-hmm. So in theory, they needed 26.19 to win and make the final versus the Stallions. Um, they had a bunch of players who didn't play so well. They could have picked Akers, who had a storming week mm-hmm. in the Rams resurgence, who would have uh, got 34.7 points more than Pollard for the Grizzlies. And then he had a choice of one of 26 receivers who would have got tons more points than Hopkins. <laughs> or, or, say he didn't touch his running back, so he left his running backs as it was. He could have picked uh, Kendrick Bourne, who got 25.9 points over Hopkins, who shut the bed, let's be frank, and then chosen another, any number of 10 different receivers who would have got more points than Williams. So he had multiple combinations of waiver picks, and he had waivers still to use, that could have seen him win. So the the story and the narrative of I did all I could, I maximised my team's points on the week. You did, but you could have wavered and uh, and looked at better matchups. You know. So do you know do you know, just... what my, do you know what my story against him for the weekers? Go on. Yeah, I'm not in any way rubbing it in. No, don't don't rub it in. Defense win. <laughs> remember, defense wins championships. Defense wins and, championships, yeah. and that's what mine are doing. Exactly. Um, so, we've had an email, mate. Ooh, go for yeah, it. Yeah, we've we've had an email from one of our listeners. Who's it from? Um, uh, oh, I knew you were going to ask me that because I never got his name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listener, random listener. Is that not terrible? I knew you were going to say that. Um, if you give me two seconds, do you know what? I am going to look at it now. No, we've got to look um, at it. We've got to, yeah, got to look it. at it. Um, Sorry. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, his name's Joe. That's all we've got. His name's Joe. So thank could you very much, could, Joe. Hold on. Joe's a unisex. It could be her. Uh, it could be, it could be, yes. It's plus a J-O-E, which makes ah, me okay. more Joe, he's more, bo- yeah, yeah, it's more man. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, Joe, thanks so much for listening, Joe. Really appreciate it. Hey, Joe. Yeah, but he had a couple of questions, which actually just relate to the, the, the league as a whole, because obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's probably a fantasy player, and there's a few things about fantasy that he's not understanding. So, his question one is, uh, your scores seem very high. What's yeah. the deal? Do you use bespoke scoring or something? Um, <laughs> no, no, well, we do use bespoke scoring in some ways. I don't think we've got any really, really weird um, no. scoring, scoring rules, but uh, I think the answer to that is, what we do is we play defensive players. There's so many leagues which just have offensive players. You pick your QBs, you pick your running backs, pick your wide receivers, your tight ends, a kicker, and a defensive special teams, you know, a a, a team uh, special teams. But we actually play individual defensive players as well. So defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, defensive backs, which is a bit more intense, would you say, Fitz? Uh, It certainly has its moments. And... 
the reason was for this was basically we wanted to enjoy all aspects of the game and all yeah. aspects of the game needed to be recognized in fantasy in our opinion so that's why we have return yards i mentioned earlier you, if you see a kickoff or a punt you want to have something to fight for and shout for in it yeah as well yeah. as defense and offense, so yeah, we, exactly, we, and, and the number and the number of sacks you get, number of forced fumbles, the number of tackles. Yeah. Every tackle is worth a point. Every assisted tackle is worth half a point. You know, so the, so the defensive guys can actually pick up. If you get a pick six and your guy runs in, that is the best. There is no better feeling than that if you've got a defensive player who runs in a pick six. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, so that's probably why our our scores are so much higher than than most. Which you know, a good score is. You know, if you get 200, that's an absolute miracle in, in, in other types of leagues. Yeah. Um, but 200s are generally pretty good for us. Uh, question two, and this is one for you, Fitz. Would you oh. allow others to enter your league next year? Ooh. Ooh. So it's, it's quite timely, actually. So I was on um, uh, yesterday, I posted on one of the um, Facebook groups, the NFL, I think it's NFL UK or NFL Fantasy Football UK groups. Um, was thinking, I've been mean, mulling this for a long, long time, of setting up other ASFL divisions. And yeah. then in a subsequent season, having like a Champions League, Champions of Champions League kind of set up. So yeah, um, yes and no, Joe, we are going to, um, we're setting up. So if you, I'll, I'll we'll find a way to show you the link on one of our ch- uh, channels. But if you let us know you're interested and where you are roughly in the world, um, we are setting up. Um, I, I put a post on Facebook yesterday. I've had over 30 people say, yeah, I'm in, count me in already. Wow. So we're going to have, like an AFC, uh, ASFL Celtic division, an AS, ASFL Southwest division, and so on and so forth. Um, I think the minimum viable would be eight teams for each division. And then if we run that next year, and we'll all follow the same exact rules, each league would follow the same rules. And then in 2024, um, the winners of the season, next next year's divisions would all come together and play in a Champions League kind of. Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, my WhatsApps can't handle that. <laughs> I, I, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. No, look, I think that's really exciting. Actually, I think it is. It's really, really good. But yeah. I mean, fuck's sake, I'm not going to get any work done at no, all. Joe, we, so it's Joe. If you're interested, let me, you know, connect up on on the Facebook groups and um, let us know and uh, and join one of the ASFL kind of expansion leagues next year. And, or indeed, um, or indeed, anyone that's listening, if you're interested, you know, drop absolutely. some absolutely, uh, and we'd be we'd we'd love to hear from you. you know, yeah, definitely. Sure. Question yeah. three, and probably the most important question. Why don't you like the Gators? Seriously, they don't seem Why? like the worst team in the league. <laughs> is that a real question? Yeah, that is, that is honestly his question. Question: um, Do we really the, come across like we don't like the Gators? The, oh, wow. the, the honest answer for that is you've obviously not met him. <laughs> you and Broadwood, you've known Broadwood the longest, Flem, right? Look, I mean, look, me and Broadwood have known each other since we were three. We're now forty-one, um, so I think. You know more than anything in in in, in life, um, it, it's probably very rare in life to look mm. honestly have that type of friend who you've known for forty years. Um, so we are. I mean, I was best man at his wedding. He was best man at my wedding. You know, he's godson to my son. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So to say I don't like him would be a lie. I love him. I love the man. He's my best friend. He oh. knows everything about me. Uh, I would trust him with anything. Doesn't mean he's any less of a cunt. <laughs> if you can, I ask: Have you ever lived with him? Uh, no, no, you I have. have. I have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say, and, and to be fair, he'll say I was probably it was worse living with me than it was living with him, and he probably is not true. It's not wrong actually, because I was a messy twat when I was at university, and and he was quite 
clean and and uh, yeah, but he's still oh, a cunt. He's, o he's OCD. He's OCD. He's, OCD. he's, he's, he's absolutely, yeah, I lived with him for three years and I like equally love him. I've known him for 20 plus years and, uh, but he is, and, and this is the thing, if you play fantasy and you actually know the people you're in playing against rather than randoms, um, there's someone in your group who's just unbearable. <laughs> and um, and for us, we've got more than one person in our group, um, but he's one of them. And yep. uh, so, yeah, that's why. And for some reason, people who are new to our league don't like him within about a year. So it kind of speaks volumes. Well, look, how, look up to Paul. He's, he's, he's picked him as his absolute nemesis. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, they've, and, they've, and they've never met in person. They've never. Well, they will in September when we do the they live will. draft. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, Joe, thanks for the question, man. But yeah, yeah, we don't, we we do, we do generally. When we say it, we do genuinely mean fuck the Gators because they've been in the seat, the league, eleven years. Exactly. They've and, and, never and, and, ever won it. And it's probably fair to say, not him, but fuck the Gators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> not, yeah, don't, no, don't. We, we love him, but yeah, fuck the Gators fuck because the Gators. it's funny. <laughs> if you've got any yeah, if you've got any more questions, anyone who's listening, thank you so much for that, Joe. Really appreciate it. And see, we'll be here next week for our final. But you can get in touch with us the normal ways. Well, uh, hold on, you, hold on. One whoa, of us whoa, will whoa, be whoa. here for the final. One of us will be here for the final. We will both be here for the final. No matter what, we will both be um, here for the final. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah promise. Okay. Pinky yeah, promise. Pinky, we'll be both both come for the next pod. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. So you can get in touch with us uh, on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. All of them are at Tight Ends Pod, or you can email us tightendspod at gmail dot com. Mate, lovely, mate. Good luck this week. Good luck tonight. I've got Schultz playing, so it all kicks off tonight. It all Can't... kicks off. It all so, kicks off. So we'll, hope... we'll we'll carry on with our diary entries, and we'll uh, we'll see where that goes. Have a good one, man. You too. And uh, last but not least, fuck the Gators. Fuck the Gators. Fuck the Gators.